Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll be in the book of Genesis chapter 5 verses 1 through 32 as we look at the first genealogy of the Bible. Uh, he entitled it simply, He Lived, He Died. He Lived, He Died. Here's the first half of this two-part study. You're going to deal with the genealogy. It's actually one of the first genealogies in the Bible, and I love it because it you get the genealogy in Matthew, but you also get the genealogy in the book of Luke that goes all the way back to Adam. And so when we look at these, uh, it was important for God to, as Moses is writing this, to have this genealogy. And it's important for us to understand because it traces back as we see the Messiah. Uh, we get a list of names and what you're going to find out as we go through this is we're going to see people that lived uh, 400 years, 900 years, and you have to remember that they didn't have the genetics that we have. Uh, the muddied water of sin hadn't really affected them at that point. They were dealing with sin, but they weren't uh, as far as the, the way the world was, there was no rain yet. So the atmosphere, everything was just still perfect. But there was sin. And, and so what we do see is we see people that lived many, many years. And, and we'll talk about how God is going to deal with that next week as we get into the story of Noah. And so there, there are actually a couple of different themes as we dive into this chapter one, we're going to see the importance of God preserving the record, the record of the genealogy of Adam, and, and it leads us all the way to Jesus and our salvation. So even as you see in Luke chapter 3, verses 38, you see that, that he's listed the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. And, and so the other thing we will get is there's two commands to be what? Be fruitful and multiply. And we're going to see this being done over and over and over. So that's something that we've been commanded to do, to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, and then the third thing we're going to see is the effect of God's curse of sin. Um, you're going to see that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, it talked about sin in the world. So death enters the world. And we're going to see over and over, he lived, he died. He lived, he died. And so for us, it's important for us to understand that sin, the penalty of sin is death. Death. That there's nothing you can do to pay the debt of sin except to follow Jesus Christ, to repent. That's it. 
Um, and, and so that's why so many of us miss the mark. We spoke about that this past weekend. Uh, about us missing the mark, about our trespasses. We always fall short of the finish line. You could be running a marathon and you get within the steps of breaking the, the tape and you fall and you have to start over again. That's what trespasses are. You always fall short. You always miss the mark. But because of the blood of Christ, we're going to talk about that this weekend as we talk about justification. Because of the blood of Christ, you are justified. Just as if you did not sin. By choosing to follow Jesus. And that debt of sin can be paid. But what we see here is we see people that have lived a very long time. And, uh, and yet, uh, God is going to deal with that. Especially in the next chapter as we get to know Him. But Moses makes it very clear that death has entered the world. And he died. You're going to see that over and over. And he died. In Genesis chapter four, uh, 5, verse 24, uh, the other thing we'll see is Enoch. And, and I want to just very quickly before we dive into this is make sure you understand there is something called the book of Enoch. It is false religion. It is false apostasy. There is no such book as the book of Enoch. Somebody wrote one. But all we have about Enoch is in a few verses, and that's it. So anything that's taken beyond that is out of context. And unfortunately, lately what I've been seeing is a lot of people that take the Scripture out of context to win an argument or to try to get their point across, and they're not looking at the context of Scripture. Remember what I tell you, who is the author writing to? You know, Steve was just talking about how he just started the book of Matthew. The audience was a Jewish audience. You need to know those things because they're, they're going to be referring back to the Pentateuch. And so those things are important when we dive into Scripture. But we're going to learn that the book of Genesis and the Bible deals with death. And, and then we see that, you know, Enoch just walked and he's a picture or a type of the rapture. Because Enoch walks with God and Enoch was taken up. And that's a, we'll talk about that. So a lot, a lot to get to. It may not seem like it's going to be like, oh my God, we're just going to read names. We'll pull some stuff out of here, and, and I promise uh, there are a lot, a lot that we can learn as we dive into it. So uh, chapter 5, verse 1 says, The book of genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, blessed and blessed them, and blessed them, and called them mankind in the day they were created. So we read that the foundation, the Bible, as we're getting into this in the genealogy, we have the human history, uh, humanity that's, that's being revealed. And, and uh, one of the things that I pray is as we dive into this, as we look at the, the, the world today, is we have a biblical worldview. What does that mean? A biblical worldview means that you, you look at the world through the lens of the Bible. Just like you would put on a pair of glasses. So you just imagine everything that you're taking in from the world, you're, you're, you're basing it off of what God's Word says. And so right off the bat, as we read this, we see a couple of issues. And we talked about this back in Genesis chapter 1 as we look at creation. And we'll talk about this next week as we talk about a young earth. How many of us were taught that in school that the earth is millions and millions of years old? I'm going to shatter that next week. We were taught wrong. There were theories. 
And, and, and as we dive into that, there's even, like, if you, if you want to watch a great movie, it's called Genesis Is. Genesis Is History. And it's his story. And it actually shows you the Grand Canyon. And within the Grand Canyon, there's different levels of, of, of uh, fish and, and, and other reptiles and things that have fossilized. And there's no way that can happen except through a flood. There are different levels of the canyon. And everybody said, oh, that can't happen. It can only happen in, it takes million years for this canyon to be made. No, it doesn't. If anybody's seen the power of water, if you've been in the desert long enough and you see water, you better watch out because there's a flood coming. And it moves. I was in, we were in the National Training Center. And it rained. And let me tell you something, you better get high up because that next thing you know, you're standing in a river. It's that quick. And it moves tents and it moves stuff down. You can't find it. But they thought the same thing with Mount St. Helen. Oh, it takes millions of years. It happened within months. It's the power of water. And if there's a global flood, we see the evidence of a young earth. You know, I was reading something the other day and it was talking about how there's different pyramids and things all over the world. And yet civilizations ended like that. Why? Global flood. We don't know where they're at. We don't have any proof of where they're at anymore. It's a global flood. Knocked them out. But we'll get into that. There's a great archaeologist by the name of Steve Austin. Great name. Because I always think of the million dollar man. Uh, but he's the guy, Dr. Steve Austin, who's, who who's do, does it. And it's, it's called Genesis. They have some of, the, some of the excerpts on YouTube. You can find them. And they're really cool to look at. And, uh, but we'll dive in week i'm not sure if we're going to have some to show next week we may do that because we want to take our time i want to make sure that we show you that everything that science does we support science right because science comes from who god but you have to remember when they're throwing those things out their theories and then they change the theories well it's not this many million years now it's this many million years and so when we worship god we worship the creator not the creation, because God made man, and he made him in his image. Uh, it's very important that it, it, to understand that it takes more faith to, to believe in the evolution theory than it does to believe in what the Bible says. There's so many holes within the, the story of evolution. Like, you think about it just for a second, how, in, how integral our bodies are put together. Right, and we serve a God of uh, and a God of order, and the sun's a little bit too too close, we burn up. Sun's a little bit too far away, we freeze. Everything's put in perfect place, and they'll say, "Well, there is humans, or there there is life on Mars, but not this, right? Not this." And and our pastor used to always say, "You don't." Have a, a tornado hit a, a junkyard and out comes a, a running Mercedes Benz. Because that's what evolution is. They believe that all this mess and then you get something that's perfectly made. It takes a lot of faith to believe in that. And so when, when we see that he created, God created here in, in verse 1, it's a reminder to us that, that when we think about religious humanists, they, they regard the universe as self-existing and not created. So we begin with the humans, uh, with humans, not God. So 
that's how their viewpoint is. And so we, we can discover no divine purpose or providence for human species. No deity will save us. We must save ourselves. That's what a religious humanist believe. So they start from the viewpoint of science. Like everything always existed. And that's not true. In the book of, uh, of the Bible that we're reading, it talks about the genealogy of, of, of Adam. And the day that God created man, he made him, made him in the likeness of, of God. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all earth, and over every creepy thing that creeps on the earth. I love that because it's the image of God and humanity and the, uh, the capacity uh, that we look at for spiritual relationship is because we're created in His image, and that's what He wants is a spiritual relationship. He's created them male and female, and, and, and God's desire is that we would have a relationship with Him. We have to remember that the only thing that God breathed into was man. That's it. Everything else was created. But He breathed into man. Living soul. We have a living soul. We have the ability to, to have mental capacity, to, uh, to have physical ability. We have material circumstances that we can understand because we have a soul. And because we have a soul, we can have communion with God. And yet, unfortunately, so many people don't want to follow God, right? They, they don't want the relationship with God, but yet God created them in His image. Think about that just for a second. You were created in the image of God. And, and that should, should wake us up to the point that regardless of who we see or, or we run into in our, in our day-to-day life, they were created in the image of God. And we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. They need the gospel just like we needed the gospel. God wants a relationship with them just like he wanted a relationship with us. But it's very important that you see in verse 2, he created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. Now I talked to you all about this when we went into this chapter. God created man and woman. So anything that is... That, that goes beyond that, it, it goes against the nature of what God created. God did not create man and man, or, man, or woman and woman. He created male and female. Very important. Because when, what, what we're seeing is we're seeing uh, uh, just a, there's a purpose for them to be created that way. They are to be what? To be fruitful and multiply. There's a purpose for it. I don't know about you, but I ain't, there ain't no man and a man making a baby. The biology doesn't add up. And I, it, it irks me because I, I can see how Satan is weaponizing it. I can bury you 20 years later. And when we dig you up, we can tell what your biology was. Doesn't matter what you cut off. Doesn't matter what you took to try to, the, to have puberty blockers. Whatever it is. The biology... The science, they don't want to follow now. It's you're a male or you're a female. You can take whatever you want. And I know that goes against a lot of people. They, they freak out when you start hearing, you can't do that. <laughs> That's my, my grandson. 
In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, and in verse 28, it actually says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves. So God created them, man and woman. Do you understand, like, when, 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 we, when we appease a child and say, okay, well, I want to be a female if he's a male. When you do that, you're saying what God created wasn't good enough. Because if they were created in the image of God, you're saying that what, uh, you know, what God created is not good enough. Why is it that we've doubled the amount of people, kids that are being transgender being uh, transitioned. Why? It's because there's a, a, th that Satan's using that. He knows how to use that. Now I can tell you one thing. I, I would have yanked my kid out of school today. If I would have found out that I have no say-so over what my kid is doing in school as a parent, we're done. Me and that school, we ain't doing business no more. I'll teach them at my house. You need to think about that stuff as you raise your children. Now, we live in this, this county that we're in. We have great superintendents, great principals, and they're trying everything they can do to stop this. But Biden, and yeah, I'm going to say his name, has, for somebody who calls himself a Christian, has actually moved everything into allowing this stuff to happen. There's no science behind it. So they have over 121,882 kids from ages 6 to 17 that have now been diagnosed with gender dysphoria. It's doubled. Doubled. 17,683 in the U.S. started puberty blockers and hormones over the last five periods. They have no evidence of how this stuff is going to work. There's no science to back it up. But they're just going to give these kids these, these things. But if they're created male and female, then they were created male and female and it's up to mom and dad to say no you're created as a male that's what you are that's it no you got to let them be who they are no who they are is a male if he's a male he's a male don't don't get into the the muddy water you know we talked about the 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 course of this world and the course of this world is embracing this because why that's 17,683 people that won't be able to have kids. They cannot be fruitful and multiply. They're destroying the inside of their bodies. And I was reading an article about one of them. She, the, the, one of the, well, the boy that became a girl, she lost organs because of the, the drugs. But see, nobody's talking about this stuff. And so biblically from the pulpit... If I have to, and I'm not trying to do this to be political, I'm not trying to do this to be social, if I read the scripture and it's telling me they're created male and female, what are we doing? Everything that's happening with this goes directly against the word of God. And so if I'm having a biblical worldview, and I'm looking at the Bible through the, I'm, I'm taking everything that the world's coming, I'm filtering it through the word of God. Should I vote for somebody who's doing this stuff? No. No. And they're trying to, to push this into foreign countries. Why? It's a billion-dollar industry. It's all about money. They don't care about what happens to the kid or what it does to the family. 
You have fathers who are actually trying to sue the, the state because they can't, they have no say so on what's happening with the child. It's a mess. And Satan's laughing. And we're falling for it. We have been created in the image of God, male and female. You're not, you're not created uh, a male to become a female or a female to become a male. Doesn't mean that you doesn't, you know, and I, I, I want you to understand this. Sexual morality, sexual morality. Lust is lust. If you lust after, if, if, I, if it's a male lusting after male, it's still lust. And it's sin. If I'm lusting after another woman, I'm married, it's sin. And so we, we, when we look at these things, we see in the book of Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, it's, it's very evident. It says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Does that sound like the United States right now? We're calling everything that was, that's evil, we're calling it good. Oh, it's okay to have Satan worship. That's good. Because everybody needs to be free to worship what they want. That's what we're doing. Oh, your, your child wants to be a female? Well, he's a male? Doesn't matter. Do what, do what feels good. Be your authentic self. And, and it's important for us to understand that that's why these things are happening. Jesus defines this. So I've heard arguments where people will say, Jesus never spoke about this. He never spoke about homosexuality he never spoke about gender mark chapter 10 verses 5 through 9 it says and jesus answered and said to them because of the hardness of your heart he wrote you this precept but from the beginning of creation he quotes the scripture from the old testament god made them male and female so yes jesus did speak about gender it's in the bible but he goes further for this reason, man shall leave his father and mother to be joined to his wife. So he, he deals with that right off the bat. And then he says, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined, let no man separate. That's why we see that in the Bible. And people will say, Jesus never spoke about homosexuality. Did he say, what did he say? That you are to be what? Married what? Male and female. That you're created what? Male and female. He quotes the Old Testament. So it's been, it's been talked about. And Adam is created in the image of God. And we see in verse 3 it says, And Adam lived for 130 years and begot a son, his own likeness after his image, and named him Seth. Did you catch that? So yes, Seth is born in the image of God. But sin has marred Seth because he has Adam's sin now. It's being passed down. And we know that from Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It says, Therefore, just as one man's sin entered the world and death through sin, thus death spread to all men because all sinned. And in Psalm 51, 5, it says, Behold, I, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in my sin my mother conceived me. So if you say, you know what, I'm not sin, I, I, I don't sin. No, it's, it's, it's there when you're born, you sin. And anybody who has little kids, you know that they, they'll lie. Nobody taught them how to do that, they just do it. It's because of that sin nature that we're all born with. We're all born with it and, and it corrupts us. And it affected the likeness of Seth. 
So we see what's happening already. The genetic pool is getting muddied because of sin. In Romans chapter 5, verse 19, it says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Talking about Adam's sin and Jesus' sinless life, we can be made righteous. After he begot Seth, in verse 4, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he had sons and daughters. So we see he's being fruitful and multiplied. We're also seeing, wait, how does somebody live 800 years, right? Very important. We're going to go into this next week. This is before the flood. And this is literal years. So if it says 800 years, it's 800 years. Have all the mess that we have in our bodies. The environment is not as bad back then. They, they didn't even have rain. They had a canopy over the earth and they were protected. But all of that's going to change. In Psalm 90, verse 10, Moses talks about it. He says, The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it's soon cut off and we fly away. So the, the life expectancy changes after the flood. Nobody lives that long anymore. And we'll talk about that because it's the depravity of man, sin. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us to find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 